What's up, guys? What's going on? <laughs> oh, man. It's nice to join you guys again. Yeah. Hey, this beat is from my friend, Organic Dope. He is a great producer. Okay, he is a great producer out of the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, PA, man. Thank you so much to Mr. Organic Dope for the custom music for this podcast. I am your host, Chase H. I am the CEO of Act Protect Engage Defensive Solutions, LLC. Um, and I am the creator of the Ape Academy podcast, okay? We're joining you today. Uh, it's kind of different. Saturday morning. Usually, I don't get around to recording a podcast um, on Saturday until the evening. But I woke up extra, extra, extra early for you guys. And I am really excited because today we have a very interesting finale to our four-part series. We had a four, we had a uh, four-part series going on. And let me explain it a little bit, all right? So it's entitled America's Love Affair with Guns. And the statistics of gun violence and gun ownership. So what we were doing was in the first episode we we're kind of out, you know, outlining some stats. Actually throughout, we were outlining stats, but in the first episode we really kind of dove into the stats and what we did was each episode we took so we took two episodes. The first two were the conservative side, right? The GOP, Republican slash conservative leaning opinions. And we kind of broke those down. We talked about them, discussed them, um, and broke them down. Um, now the next two, right? So this one and the one before, part three and four, we are talking about the liberal or democratic leaning side. So this episode is entitled episode 10. I think we're on episode 10. I could be wrong, so just uh, bear with me. America's love affair with guns, the Biden-Harris plan to end our gun violence epidemic. Let me read that again. Episode 10, America's love affair with guns, the Biden-Harris plan to end our gun violence epidemic. Okay, so what I decided to do was it kind of dawned on me yesterday. I was like, you know what, man? Like, we're talking about quote-unquote conservative. We're talking about quote-unquote Democrat, quote-unquote liberal, conservative, GOP, Republican. Let's talk about what the president's view is on, uh, view is about gun violence. Let's talk about the president's and the vice president's plan that they ran on um, last year that won them the election. Well, it didn't win them the election, but it was part of their platform when they defeated President, uh, former President Trump, okay? So I pretty much, I went on there, uh, I did some research, went on the Biden-Harris website, and I pulled their gun uh, plan, their gun, the, their plan to end the quote-unquote gun violence epidemic, okay? So I went over the points, and I actually agreed with some of the stuff, and it'll be, it's interesting because I don't agree with any of the major things, and that's, you know, obviously that's a deal-breaker for me. But there's a lot of things in that plan that I feel like were pretty good. And the problem is, I, I always felt like with politicians, is that they like to like polarize. So they have good ideas, right? But they hide them. Because in order to get elected, you have to have like these strong, radical, progressive, or super conservative 
principles. But in reality, most most politicians are like middle of the road, milly vanilli, like don't want to say the wrong thing, don't want to do too much type people. You know, and a lot of his plan, once you get past the, the really radical, like in the beginning, the first few points are like, hell no. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely not. But once you get past that, then it starts to make more sense. And that's the thing. If politicians like like Biden and President Trump actually showed what they were actually wanted to do, like once the, what they actually plan to get done rather than like these idealistic and ridiculous kind of things that will never happen. I feel like we would be a lot of better uh, at a lot better place in this country as far as understanding the opposite side. Right. So that's the purpose of my last four podcasts. And this is going to be the last one on this subject because I don't want to hit it at, you know, ad nauseum. Like, blah, blah, blah. this is the last podcast on this subject. But I just want to I just want to say that we're not that different other than the huge deal breaker radical points that. He's never going to get done anyway. So he just did. He just said those things in the beginning to kind of get elected. At least that's what I believe. I don't know. You you make your own opinions. Um, but uh, that's what it seems like to me. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go over some points. And uh, we're going to go through it, man. I'm trying to make it a short one. It might be a little longer today because this is going to be the last freaking episode on I promise. Okay, I'm getting tired of the damn thing. Anyway, I'm sorry, uh, Apple. I have a clean rating. Okay, so it says here that Joe Biden knows that gun violence is a public health epidemic. Okay. Um, in 1994, Joe Biden, along with Senator Dianne Feinstein, secured the patches of 10-year bans on assault weapons. Of course, first of all, I don't like the term assault weapons. It's ridiculous. And high-capacity magazines. As president, Joe Biden would defeat the NRA again. Okay, that's on the first page, paragraph, the second paragraph. Uh, I just don't understand why these politicians are like, we have to defeat the NRA. It's like the NRA, like there's some type of evil, you know, the empire in Star Wars, like led by Darth Vader, the evil NRA. You know, I'm a member of the NRA, and I'm a member of USCCA. And speaking of USCCA, they are a sponsor of this podcast. So thank you, USCCA. But, I mean, the NRA is, is, you know, they do have lobbyists, okay, and they are a pretty big organization. But to be honest, they're essentially just a, just a network of gun owners. I mean, that's basically all the NRA is. And they lobby for gun rights. So they have lobbyists and corporate guys who go out and to try to get uh, senators and congressmen to kind of listen to them and, and, you know, just to not pass anything too radical. They work on the state and the federal level. So defeating the NRA is kind of ridiculous. I mean, it's a ri- but politicians have been running on that, Democrats, for years. Hmm. All right. So this is what Biden wants to do, guys. Biden and Harris. So, okay, so this is what they ran on. Remember, this is what they ran on. And remember, none of this, most of this stuff isn't going to happen. But this is what our president ran on. This is what got him elected. This is one of the issues that got him elected. Um, you know, we had a bunch of these mass shootings in Parkland and, and, and you know, in other places. So people feel really strongly about guns. And this is why I did this topic is because it's like so freaking um, inflammatory to some people for some reason. People can't seem to discuss this topic without name calling and mudslinging. I find it ridiculous. But, you know, whatever. It's all good. Anywho. Okay, so. First, 
first point I, that was pretty interesting was Joe Biden wants to get weapons of quote-unquote war off our streets. <laughs> the bans on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines that Biden, along with Senator, Senator Feinstein, secured in 1994, reduced the lethality of mass shootings. Okay. As president, Biden will ban the manufacture and sale of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. Regulate possession of existing assault weapons under the National Firearms Act. Buy back assault weapons and high-capacity magazines already in our communities and reduce stockpiling of weapons. Oh, there's another one. Require background checks for all gun sales. <laughs> all right, let's just take those. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Okay, so first things first, this um, weapons of war thing, I don't even know what the heck they're talking about, man. Um, AR-15s are not weapons of war because M uh, AR-15s are not what our military uses in war zones. So that on its, on its surface, on the surface is false. Um, you know, assault weapons... Uh, you know, they're not assault weapons, okay? They're modern sporting rifles. I don't know where this kind of phrase assault weapons came into play. I'm not 100% sure, but I refuse to use it in my vernacular. So I suggest you guys, if you guys are pro gunners, uh, anyone who says assault weapons in your presence should be like, hey guys, hey, listen, they're not called assault weapons, they're called AR 15s or AK 47s or whatever. Okay. So Joe Biden wants to enact legislation to once again ban assault weapons. So it says that the ban on assault weapons will be designed to prevent manufacturers from, from circumventing the law by making minor changes that don't limit the weapon's lethality. What does that even mean? What, I mean, what minor changes can <laughs> what minor changes can they make that would like limit the lethality of like like a bullet a, a, a bullet is a bullet, right? So AR-15s are semi-automatic, okay? Pistols are semi-automatic, okay? You can have a 30-round, 20-round, 50-round drum for a pistol the same as you can with a AR-15. One squeeze of the trigger, one pull of the trigger equals one round leaving the barrel, leaving the muzzle, okay, and toward the target. So, the only difference really with uh, between a pistol and a carbine or quote-unquote assault rifle is range and velocity, right? Muzzle velocity and range, okay? So, and to be honest, there's some pistol shooters who can shoot really far with a pistol as well. And there's modifications you can make to pistols to make them shoot faster than any type of carbine or rifle out there. So, on its surface, it's that's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous. Um, nothing's going to reduce oh, the weapon's lethality. I remember at the University of Texas, I think it was in the 50s, where they had the Bell Tower shooter. He had a bolt action rifle, okay, and he killed all those kids, all those students. All right, and that Bell Tower still stands at University of Texas where my daughter goes to school in Austin. He didn't need an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle 
to murder those students, okay? A shooter with a well-trained shooter, it doesn't matter if they have a bolt-action rifle, a break-open style old-school flint musket, AR-15, and AK-4, they're going to kill people. And really what we need to focus on is what type of people are purchasing these weapons, okay? All right, next point. He wants to regulate possession of existing assault weapons under the National Firearms Act. Okay, so... Um, basically, what's going on right now is that the National Firearms Act, it, what it does is it requires individuals that possess machine guns, silencers, and short barrel rifles to undergo a background check and register those weapons with the uh, ATF. Okay, so due to all this stuff, they're rarely used. So it's like, I don't even know why they even added that point in there. But, but President Biden wants to pursue legislation to regulate the possession of existing assault weapons. So what he wants to do is he wants to say, okay, assault weapons, <laughs> existing rifles. What he wants to do is any, any one of you guys, so I have an AR-15. Any one of you guys out there listening right now who has an AR-15 carbine or AK-47 or whatever it may be, he wants to regulate that right now. So he wants to make you guys pretty much do the same, like kind of like a reverse type process. So that the fact that we already have them, he wants us to go back and pay all these taxes and and uh, all these, you know, you know, tax stamps and extra applications and all this other bull crap that the government, you know, the government charges you to kind of collect money off of us. That's what he wants. He wants to regulate the existing ass assault weapons that are already on the market. So whoever has one is going to have to go back and go through all that stupid stuff the same way that the folks who have uh, short barrel rifles, machine guns, and um, silencers, suppressors, right, have, okay, have gone through. That's ridiculous. He wants to buy back assault weapons. <laughs> Biden, quote, Biden will also institute a program to buy back weapons of war currently on our streets. <laughs> this will give individuals who now possess assault weapons or high-capacity magazines. First of all, what is, what is their definition of high-capacity magazines? Is it over 10? Because that's California's definition of high capacity. Is 20? Is it 15? Is it 17? Is it 30? What is it? They never uh, defined what it is. So individuals who now, who currently possess these weapons, will have two options. Sell the weapons to the government or register them. <laughs> well, I ain't doing either. So under the National Firearms Act. So nah, that's not going to happen. All right. So... Biden also wants people to be limited to two purchases per month. So he doesn't want to stockpile weapons. He doesn't want to let anyone quote unquote stockpile. So he wants to uh, restrict the number of weapons that we can buy. Law-abiding citizens who have hurt nobody and broke no laws. He wants to limit the number of, of weapons we can purchase for some reason. Like that's going to stop the actual criminals out there who have weapons off the street, off the black market, it's not going to stop them. So it says here that an estimated one in five firearms are sold or transferred without a background check. He wants to enact universal background check legislation requiring a background check for all gun sales with very limited exceptions such as gifts between close family members. This is the quote-unquote gun show and online sales loophole. There is no online sale loophole. 
Okay, now when you buy a, a weapon online, what happens is that supplier ships it to an FFL, which is a federal licensed firearm dealer, or FLO. I don't know what the freaking one of the two. <laughs> I never know the term for that. <laughs> they transfer it to them, who you know they go through a background check, they do their fingerprints, they do the whole federal process to to be uh, verified. Then you have to go to them to complete your background check. There's no such thing as going on like gunbroker.com or whatever, or, um, you know, what is it, Gallery of Guns or uh, freaking Prepper Gun uh, Prepper gun Shop or whatever, and buying it, and then they ship it to you with no background check. That never happens, and it never will happen. Same thing with gun show. They don't just sell you a gun. You can't just go to a gun show and they just sell it to you. That, that, that's, that never happens, okay? Uh, skipping, skipping, skipping. There's a lot of things on here that I'm not going to go over because it's, it's, it would take too long. All right, so now it's interesting. There's also things I agree with, but I'm going to do those after, okay? Okay, here's another one. End the online sale of firearms and ammunition. By, uh, President Biden will enact legislation to prohibit all online sales of firearms, ammunition, kits, and gun parts. Like, but I mean, that's not even the problem. Like, you think criminals are going online? Like, oh, let me, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm a Latin king. And I'm like, oh, man, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on PrepperGunShop.com and put all of my information in there and go buy a gun off of there. Now I'm going to go pick it up and do a background check. That's not what happens. All, only thing that is doing is making it harder for us, right, law-abiding citizens to get ammo cheaper and guns cheaper. It's cheaper online, usually, for guns at least. I don't know about ammo. Ammo is way more expensive online. But as far as guns go, it's cheaper, man. Come on. Come on, Joe. Killing me, Smalls. Like, what are you doing? Can I? Why can't I be great? Why can't, <laughs> why can't we be great? Why can't we just mind our business and freaking, you know, have our weapons and mind our business shoot and protect our families why do they have to regulate everything this is the thing i don't like big government right so the old the whole concept of big government right big government wants to control they want to centralize power right so what they do is they try to restrict our access to certain things and i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because i almost did and i'm not going to do it so excuse me guys i'm sorry Okay, let's see. All right. So Biden says that we, uh, on his website, says we lack any serious tool to ensure that when someone becomes newly prohibited, for example, because they commit a violent crime, they relinquish possession of their firearms. There are some promising models to fit this, models for how this could be enforced. Okay, so I actually agree with that. So actually, I read that in the wrong uh, sequence. But so... Actually, you know, if let's just say what they're talking about is if you can legally own a firearm, right? And then you commit a domestic violence act or murder or aggravated robbery or whatever. So you, let's say you're a good guy and all of a sudden you snapped and decided to rob a bank and you got convicted and, and, you know, you were accused or charged with it. There's no way for them to make sure that you don't have any more guns right now. And honestly, I don't really know if there should be. I mean... It's a slippery slope because you really don't want goons in with guns, government goons with guns and badges kicking in people's doors and taking people's guns away. 
Um, so I don't know. That's a that's a point that maybe can be tackled in a later date, but you know, and we'll talk about it later in the episode. All right. Have you guys ever heard of um, extreme risk laws, aka red flag laws? Okay, so this is a, a big point that Biden and Harris want to make on their website here on, under their plan, right? They uh, they want they want to incentivize and incentivize this uh, each state for enacting red flag laws. Okay, now basically, oh, basically red flag laws, you know, are laws that are say okay, like they allows like family members, community members, or whatever, to kind of come in and say, and petition the court and say, yo, this person is acting crazy, uh, violent, un- unstable. Please, they petition the court on their own without that person's um, knowledge or com- permission to come in and take their guns away, which is absolutely ridiculous because if you have a crappy family or crazy family members like a lot of people do, you don't know. They could have a plot to take away your guns or, you know, they could be overreacting or the neighbors could have vendettas. You don't really know what, what's going on with that. So that's really, really dangerous precedent to say other people can go to the court and say, this guy shouldn't have guns. And then the court can, and the, the state court can just grant that. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. I and mean, that shouldn't happen ever. In no country should that happen, but I'm sure it happens in a lot of countries. Mm, okay. Biden also, you know, I'm not going to go through everything he, he, he says in this thing because it's a lot of stuff, but he wants to um, put America on the path toward ensuring that 100% of firearms sold in America are smart guns. That's absurd. So smart gun, okay, so this is what it says, quote, today we have the technology to allow only authorized users to fire a gun. For example, existing smart gun technology requires a fingerprint match before use. Biden believes that believes we should work to eventually require that 100% of firearms sold in the U.S. are smart guns. That is absolutely ridiculous. That's like some Star Wars stuff. You know, first of all, that would drive the cost of guns astronomical. That's ridiculous. Second of all, that technology is does that even is that even reliable? Is that even common? We don't really know. Third of all, the point of firearms is to protect people. So if I have a gun. And it's fingerprint match for me. And my daughter's by herself. And someone breaks into her house, our house. And God forbid, she can't use it to defend herself because it's fingerprint match to me. That's just the dumbest thing. One of the dumbest things I've ever read. Um, that's silly. That's one of those pipe dream things that will never happen. You know. Um, I don't know. That everyone knows will never happen. I, I, I've always found that interesting about, about politicians. You know, it's like almost like they know that there's a certain level of deception involved. Um, I don't know. Okay, so this is the last point that I want to make about like this ridiculous something I don't agree with with Biden's agenda. And there's a lot of stuff I actually do agree with. Okay, so I'm gonna go over that after the break. Uh, prohibit the use of federal funds to arm or train educators to dischar- uh, discharge firearms. Let me read that again because I, I jacked it up. Prohibit the use of federal funds to arm or train educators to discharge firearms. So basically, he wants to stop federal funding to, to pretty much train teachers how to defend themselves with firearms and their and their and their uh, their kids. 
I don't understand why he would want to stop teachers from learning how to use guns. Like, why? Like, with all these school shootings and all these assaults in schools and all these terrible, terrible, um, um, violent crimes are being um, done in schools, you would think that you would want teachers and educators to to be comfortable with firearms and be comfortable using one to defend their kids. Like, you would think that would be a priority. Like, okay, since these kids are, are, are have all these issues these days and they're coming in with guns and they're stealing them, they're getting hands on them, they're shooting up their innocent classmates because of their own problems, right, at home, whether it be at home, whether it be with bullying, whatever, you don't want educators to at least, like, learn how to shoot, learn how to maybe identify which what type of gun it is and what does it do, what's his range, you know, what's his lethality, you know, why would you want to take that away from teachers? Like, I just don't understand. He said he thinks that educators already have too much on their plate in order to learn gun safety. That's ridiculous. Teachers should be some of the most knowledgeable people about firearms, what they do, what they can do, and what they can't do in order to protect our youth. It's really important to protect the kids, and they're the most important parts of uh, members of our community. So they're the future. So we got to protect them, you know? At least that's what I think. Anyway, all right, guys, quick break. My voice is putting me to sleep, so bear with me, guys. Now we're going to go into part two, the part I do agree with. He has a lot of uh, pretty solid points in here, which is the most realistic ones, all right? Ape. Beats nice, huh? Uh, uh. I figure I'll do kind of like a spooky type beat because it's Halloween tomorrow. I love Halloween. What are you guys going to be dressed up as? I am dressed up as a purge, like the purge mask, like the, like the glowing, like the light up purge mask. I love those movies. What's your guys' favorite horror movie? Hmm. So many classics out there. You got Halloween, you got Jason, you got Scary Movie, or, you know, not scary, no, that's the spoof. You got Scream, I mean, God, you got Carrie, The Exorcist, man, there's just on and on and on and on, so many great movies. Okay, guys, so this is the uh, last part of this episode, this podcast, and thank God, this is the last <laughs> episode of this series of uh, gun violence and gun ownership. I just wanted to get this out of the way, you know, I want people to, that don't know a whole lot about guns and gun ownership to kind of learn kind of like the basics and some of the knowledge and, and the, the legal terms and the stats behind it so they can make their own decisions. And, you know, this isn't a political podcast. What I'm doing and what I'm trying to do is read, is go over with the president and the vice president, what their platform is. All right. If, if uh, there was a Republican in office, I would do the same for them. Okay. All right, so we're going to go over the parts that we here at APE, at the APE Academy, agree with um, uh, the parts of Biden and Harris's platform that we agree with. Now, we're not like one of those, you know, pundits, those talking heads on conservative media who act like they don't agree with anything that the other side does. 
that's not true. Like, I'm not that guy. Like, I'm not a liar. I'm not. I'm not a freaking mascot. I don't, you know, pom poms and, you know, do backflips and splits for the, for, you know, for my side. No, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna give people credit where credit is due, and I'm gonna criticize them when they deserve it. And I think that's fair, right? I think that's fair for anyone to be objective when we evaluate certain things. Um, so we're gonna go over stuff we agree. I agree with. First point: close the hate crime loophole agreed quote Biden will enact legislation prohibiting an individual who would quote who's been a, who had been convicted of a misdemeanor hate crime or received an enhanced sentence for a misdemeanor because of hate or bias in its commission from purchasing or possessing a firearm that is yeah that's gotta happen because the people, the, you know, the slime balls, the scumbags out there who hate other people for what they look like or what culture they're from or what religion they are shouldn't ever own a firearm and honestly should not be on this earth. But, you know, we're not going to get into that. But, um, yeah, we can't have those people walk around with guns because you don't know what they're going to do. They're unhinged. To have those type of beliefs, you have to be unhinged anyway. So... That's another point. Agreed. Close the fugitive from justice loophole created by the Trump administration. Quote, because of the actions by the Trump administration, records of almost 500,000 fugitives from justice who were prohibited from purchasing firearms were deleted. Well, this is according to Biden. I don't know if this is actually true, but I do agree on, with it on the surface from the background check system. The Biden administration will restore these records and enact legislation to make clear that people facing arrest warrants are prohibited from purchasing or presenting firearms. Agreed. If you have a warrant out for your arrest for a uh, crime that prohibits you from purchasing a gun, you shouldn't be able to purchase a gun. Now, if you have a warrant out for your arrest for like a, t a freaking speeding ticket, that's completely different. Okay. I, I, I want to be very clear. I support if you are a fugitive from justice, right? If you have a warrant out for a violent crime, you should not be purchasing a firearm, okay? Agreed. Also agreed. Adequately fund the background check system, okay? Um, make sure it's funded, make sure um, it's prioritized, that the FBI has the funds it's needed, that's needed to accurately and efficiently handle the NICS system, which is the background check system, okay? That is 100% agree with that. Let's make sure we we put our funding in the right areas, okay? We don't want anyone to slip through the cracks and get away with purchasing a firearm that should not have one. That is that is my major thing, and that is that is kind of like our our kryptonite, right? When, you know, when some of these mass shootings happen, and you look back and like this guy should never purchase a firearm. He went to this. He had this, you know, diagnosis. So he had this um, prop, mental health problem. It's like, it's like, dang it! Like, how did he get a gun? And that's kind of like our kryptonite as as pro gun folks. It's like, man, like, how do we prevent this stuff? We want to make sure that we give the FBI the funding necessary to make sure these background checks are thorough. Okay. The problem is his major proposals are so radical that it's like, you know, with the assault weapon ban and you know all this other stuff. It's like, bruh. Like, no, I can't support it. As soon as they said, quote unquote, assault weapon ban, 
Uh, I remember when I was looking at, um, I, you know, I'm not going to talk about my politics, but as soon as I was looking at the, I was researching the politicians, as soon as they said, as soon as Biden said assault weapon ban, I was like, bruh, you're going to lose like a lot of people with that. I mean, I don't know. All right. Agreed. Expand the use of evidence-based lethality assessments by law enforcement in cases of domestic violence. Okay, so lethality assessments are called risk or risk assessments, pretty much. All right. So in the military, a risk assessment is okay. Like every time we do a training exercise, every time we do any type of training, whether it be PT, a shooting range, a ruck march, the lieutenant, the officer, the NCO in charge has to do a risk assessment. How risky is it? Okay, what's the danger level? What's the pros? What's the cons? All right, what is the level of risk that we're taking in pursuing this activity? All right, and the same thing can be done with domestic violence cases by law enforcement, all right? Um, It's a proven strategy to help law enforcement officers identify domestic violence survivors who are at high risk of being killed by their abusers. So like people who keep reporting, like if the cops keep showing up to a house over and over and over again, and the, and the boyfriend keeps going to jail, getting bonded out, keeps going to jail, getting bonded out, then law enforcement can be like, all right, like we need to really either lock this guy up permanently or need to, we need to do something to change the situation. So that is a really, really good, um, good point. And I agree with that as well. Also agreed, prioritize prosecution of straw purchasers. Straw purchasers, purchasers, straw purchaser. I can't, <laughs> I can't say it. All right, these straw folks, all right, straw folks, they buy firearms on behalf of an individual who cannot pass a background check. Let me make this clear. I am not saying I agree with prohibiting, like, your grandma from, purch- from buying a, a, a revolver for you for your 22nd birthday I'm not talking about that I'm talking about folks who have a buddy go they're felons or they're violent or they're gang members and they have their baby mama or their mama or their uncle go buy him a gun who's clean and then give it to them that's not that can't happen all right illegal also agree with require firearms owners to report if their weapons are lost or stolen bruh you have if you're okay okay guys listen up if your gun is lost if you can't which it should never freaking happen okay you should never lose a gun. But say, God forbid, you're in a boating accident. <laughs> you're in a freaking boating accident. Or you're in like a tornado and like it comes and it flips your car and it sends your car off the freeway. And by God's grace, you survive. But you look and your Glock is, is missing. You definitely need to report that Glock missing, okay? Because the, the authorities can trace it. They can trace the sale. And if it pops back up on their radar, they'll know, okay? Um, if it's stolen, same thing, okay? Definitely got to report. You have to report it. That should be the first thing you do. If, if you're an uh, a egghead and you leave your Glock in your car overnight with the doors unlocked and you, and you come out in the morning and your car's run through and your Glock's gone, report it immediately, okay? All right. Direct the ATF to issue an annual report on firearms trafficking. Agreed. That's pretty much the basics. That That's good. Um, and now this is something I really like. Uh, the gun violence intervention program, right? Basically, in these communities, in these high-risk communities, whether it be rural or urban, most obviously going to be urban uh, because that's where a lot of the population density is focused and a lot of the violence is. And we want to organize the community leaders to work with uh, 
with the kids, most kids or individuals most likely to commit acts of gun violence, right? So the community wants the gun violence to stop. So we have to connect these individuals that would like gang members, you know, local kind of tough guys, thugs, whatever you want to call them. I don't like the word thugs, but tough guys, gang members, at-risk youth. I, that's a much, much better uh, phrase. Uh, connect them with individuals who can help them, pastors, local business owners, outreach workers, and give them some social and economic support services. Okay, so basically, you know, after school activities, um, work, you know, uh, internships, job creation in these communities. That is so freaking important. All right. It keeps the kids out of jail, keeps the kids busy. If you keep a kid busy, um, they're a lot less likely to, to join a gang or, or loiter or, you know, hang out, you know, hanging out with the wrong people. You're bored. Oh, let's go steal a car. Oh, I'm bored. Let's go shoplift. Next thing you know, shoplifting turns into, into armed robbery, you know, and then, and then it's a downward uh, spiral, okay? So Biden was to uh, give funding to these, these, these organizations, which is great. Um, these type of interventions have reduced homicides by as much as 60%. So he wants to create a 900 million eight-year incent, uh, initiative, which is awesome, to fund these uh, types of evidence-based interventions in 40 cities across the countries. The 20 cities with the highest number of homicides and 20 cities with the highest number of homicides per capita. So that's important. It's not just about the number of murders in a city. Like St. Louis. Like St. Louis, where my son lives, which terrifies me, honestly. I go to St. Louis every month. And it's a nice city, but it terrifies me that my son is growing up there. Whatever. Uh, St. Louis is a small city. So the, the number of murders is not as high as Houston. It's not as high as New York City. It's not as high as L.A., but per capita, it's much higher. So we can't just focus on the big cities because there's a lot of small cities who are, that are much, much more violent and more dangerous than uh, big cities. So we have to remember that, right? So you can't forget about the St. Louis's, the Gary, Indiana's, the Stockton, California's, the Newark, New Jersey's, the Trenton, New Jersey's. Okay, you can't. We can't forget about these small places that are really, really violent that should not be overlooked. Okay. Okay. No, we need to talk about suicides. So I agree with that. He wants to address the epidemic of suicides by firearm. He wants to put more funding into mental health. And also more federal programs for trauma that are trauma informed. So a lot more federal programs that focus on dealing with trauma, treating trauma victims by gun. You know, gun violence is does create trauma. It affects the families. It, it obviously affects the victims. It affects the perpetrators. It creates PTSD and trauma across the board. So we can we can have more federal programs that focus on servicing the communities. With, with mental health experts, with, with, with host, uh, medical personnel that are um, educated in um, identifying trauma and, and helping survivors of gun violence, that's awesome. And also, we want to train healthcare workers and service providers in trauma care centers, okay? Uh, we want to, uh, so Biden wants to align training efforts. Uh, Biden will align training efforts throughout relevant federal programs to include a focus on understanding the traumatic effects of violence, providing appropriate care to avoid furthering the trauma, linking survivors with evidence-based trauma therapies, and reducing myths about domestic and sexual violence 
boom i agree with those points i agree with the i agree with all that that's great stuff from from president biden right there um as far as this is this look i what i don't this is what i don't get okay this great stuff that i just read for the last i don't know five you know ten minutes was buried this was on like page like six of his gun of his gun plan this stuff should be on page one this should be his main this should be his main focus is that why because what that actually what the what the last points i just read you know like the uh the healthcare providers to train them on trauma uh the federal programs for trauma that are trauma informed reducing the uh, addressing the epidemic of suicide um talking about those community initiatives this these are solutions <laughs> this these programs th you know these points can actually help all right this these are helping the the people who are affected by gun violence this is helping the communities that are torn apart by gun violence this is helping with trauma helping with mental health helping talk to gun um you know gun violent vic uh, violence victims helping them get back on their feet taking these kids out of out of the gangs and making and giving them a job giving them some e uh, economic opportunities financial opportunities job opportunities growth in their communities responsibility okay this is what's going to reduce gun violence not freaking slapping gun you know law-abiding gun owners with a, a quote-unquote assault weapons ban that's ridiculous that's radical that's not going to help man all right well listen guys i really like this episode today um excuse my scattered brainness it's early on saturday i'm about to hit this gym up in a little while we have a busy day in front of us um but thank you for listening you know i figured i would do something a little different with this with this uh episode today because i don't want us to believe everything the media you know re you know shoves down our throats all right everything isn't bad okay everything is bad there are some good things that are happening in the government uh there's some good and there's some bad there's a lot of bad but there's some good too and this last segment i have just i've just talked about is all the good that's all the stuff that we should focus on as gun owners as pro second amendment people remember guns are tools all right yes <laughs> yes they are they can be scary they can be loud they hurt people sometimes when they're in the wrong hands but they also save lives and they and they protect good people from bad people okay and they're a necessary part of our our country and our our culture and they should be and they need to remain that way but we need to be honest we need to be frank we need to be have these tough conversations and there has to be someone out there like me like us here at ape that are willing to talk about it and talk about both sides and go over the good and the bad i'm not gonna freaking put down president biden just because tucker carlson on fox news tells me to i'm gonna redo my research and look at the stats and look at the good stuff that he does and look at the bad stuff that he does and then i'm gonna evaluate and judge him based on that guys all right i think that is so freaking important all right man oh man we are running late we are running late man Ooh. oh Organic dope, man. That came, oh, that came out, right? Uh. Yeah. 
All right, man. This, whew, this beats a fire, man. I'm telling you. Check my boy out, Organic Dope. Up-and-comer producer from Philadelphia. PA, baby. All right, guys. Hey, UFC 267 tonight. <laughs> it's at uh, 1 p.m., so it's a different time. Um, check them out. I don't know why my freaking music keeps stopping. Check them out, man. It's good stuff. God bless you guys. Stay safe. Ape. Remember, train hard, get after it, be situationally aware, all right? Stay vigilant out there, guys. It's a crazy world. Tune in. We got two new episodes coming out next week as well. Patreon, APE Tactical Ape on Patreon is launching uh, November 1st, okay? So what that is, it's a three-tier system, subscription uh, system, every month, monthly, kind of like Netflix. Amazon, whatever. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. Ape.